Odin is with us! Hey, good as you're listening to episode 33 of the weekly Assassin's Creed Valhalla podcast, the Assassin's Cast, of course, live every Saturday, or we live record it every Thursday on twitch.tv. That's your Raptor. I'm Jordan, your Raptor. Normally, I'm joined by Jordan. It's Jordan Does. He sadly could not make it this week, so that's why I found another person to uh, talk Valhalla with me. Dennis, how are you Hello, doing, Hello, everybody. I'm, I'm doing good. I'm uh, I'm excited for uh, for my first podcast podcast appearance. Yeah, because if you if people like follow the Twitch for a while, they know you. If they follow the channel for a while, you you made an appearance during a recent Cyberpunk video. But actually, you're doing a ton of stuff behind the scenes. Do you want to like explain it to people? Because um, th- that's also like a lot of people, and and we are not like overly discussing it. I think if people watch a video, they just want to get us to the point. So I think it's good to. Uh, stick to that but i think right now we can like kind of give a look behind the scenes right like what 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 is your role for the channel and also for covering valhalla what, what was kind of the the tactic that we did yeah so a little peek behind the curtain hi my name is dennis uh, i've been with the channel since we've covered odyssey so i think it's been about two years now yeah you and started I've... uh yeah uh, october 2018 october... so when yeah. that came out yeah exactly and what I've basically been doing, uh, I started out helping you just do research and that sort of gradually evolved into me helping with recording footage. Um, and then I started streaming and like at this point, I'm just helping it whichever way I can with the channel. I want to say everything except editing, but even that's no longer true because I, I did a little bit of editing. Um, so yeah, basically uh, some of the footage you'll see in um, in the videos I recorded and one of the things that that allows us to do um, because we of course put a lot of time into the games to record the footage is focus on different things. So I think what you were aiming at with the question like uh, with Valhalla, mm-hmm. I, I pretty much just, I just rushed through the main story and that allowed us to get things like uh, Gungnir and Mjolnir really early on because you have to progress through the story. And if you have one person who can just laser focus on that and other people can make different content, uh, you can mm-hmm. work very efficiently. So that's that's basically what we do for most games. We just pick something we focus on and that's, that's basically what I... Uh, yeah, what I, I do with all the big releases. I thought let's I will go into the mythical worlds because I'm sure I will find Mjolnir there or the Thor outfit, and then turned out that you get nothing there. So that 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 was kind of like, but yeah, we we had to know, we had to figure that out. Um, but yeah, that allows us to yeah look yeah do a lot of things uh sort of differently while still uh, making sure that we get all the the items in the game very fast. And a, a fun thing. You you can like if you're like watching every video, you kinda can see who's playing because you always lock on to targets. I never do that. <laughs> I so, didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you see people if you see like someone locking on to targets, then it's Dennis. Or if you see Mill Avor like periods, because you're the only one who plays Mill Avor. Joyce and I play uh female Avor. So um Yeah. And you can also, like, I, I'm not, like, changing. I, I kind of got the Aloy haircut uh, based on the character, of course, from Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I mean, it's still not really there, but it, in a way, I, I can, like, pull up my game now and kind of show people uh, it. Oh, I got the helmet on. But uh, Joyce got... I, I don't know about Joyce, but y- she had, like, a, a mohawk or something going on. I don't know. Look at the... 
a bit. I, of course, got the red hair, so... That's kind of my Eivor, and uh, that's kind of how you can see who's uh, who play, who's playing and who's recording footage. But, um, yeah, it's been nice to have you record a lot of footage as well. And uh, that means that you finished the game before me, like, I I'm still stuck. <laughs> and if I, like, if you weren't helping that, I, w I would not be able to get all these items, so... If you think about it that way, that's well, I, th I, th I think that locks out both Milner and Gungnir, right? So yeah, that's yeah, like yeah, two yeah. of the most important items. And and yeah. back then we didn't know that. Settlement but level still. six also cannot get that. It is in the yeah. non issues page though. So for people who are listening for the first time, I have an issue where I cannot like um I cannot um yeah at the alliance map, I cannot pledge to uh, Lincolnshire for the second time. So I'm just stuck. But it's now in the known issues page, so it should be fixed with the next update. I expect the next update next week, Thursday, or the week after that. Uh, they, of course, the developers went on a deserved holiday break and are now uh, going back to, to fix some of the things. And uh, we, will, we will talk about some things that, that have been happening because it's pretty interesting how... Um, okay, wait. Oh, how... Um, yeah, some, some things have already changed... And some things have just not been fixed. And it makes sense in a way because of the sort of holiday break. But on the other hand, they could have thought about that as well when making a festival that they then sort of launched uh, during the holiday break. So we're going to talk about the Yule Festival that is over right now. Um, yeah. I still have it in my game because I was still playing when the, weekly re uh, when the daily reset happens. Uh, of course, every, every day on the same time, Reda Shop... Uh, resets the daily item and that's also when these events happen and uh, change so i still have it but the moment i get out of the game uh, it will be gone for me uh, and if you're listening to this on saturday it's likely already gone obviously um uh, there, yeah there have also been some interesting things with reddit that i want to hear your take on as well we got confirmation that the visual customization system is coming so we're gonna talk about that and yeah, after that, you've been like searching the codex pages because there were some interesting things in that as well. So I want to hear what you found there. We already talked a bit about it in the, the video, but uh, these po the podcast, of course, yeah, we can go more in depth on these certain topics. Um, upgrading gear. I, like I've been d doing some extra stuff because, because I'm stuck with the main story. I'm like, okay, what else can I do? And I found a really cool build that I want to make a video on. Maybe it's already up by the time you listen to the podcast and then i've been like deciding to upgrade my gear and then i figured out that man that resources grind is gonna be tough so uh we'll be talking about that as well and there is like newest screeds every time there are new rumors we will be discussing them here on the podcast so look forward to that as well if you watch my video on sunday then you already know what we're talking about but now with dennis here i'm kind of curious if he thinks there's going to be a new Assassin's Creed in the near future, so this year or early 2022. And of course, at the end of the podcast, we're going to do predictions for things that we want or things that we think will happen or will not happen before the first season pass DLC drops. And that's, of course, Wrath of the Druids early spring. So if I had to bet, I would say March, somewhere around that time or early April um, is when that's going to drop. So that's going to be interesting. A lot to talk about. First, the intro podcast, as I already said, goes live every Saturday. You can watch the show as a live recording live on a Twitch. Uh, ben, uh, the moderator, 
Jordan does looks a bit different today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we see that. Jordan's hacker skills. <laughs> so uh, everyone is having a good time there. You can, of course, follow me on Twitch. Twitch.tv, Raptor, and then catch the show live. Or listen to it later on podcast services. If you want the video on demand video on uh, YouTube, immediately after we live record, they can go to my YouTube channel, uh, Joe Raptor, and then hit the join button next to the subscribe button. If you then support the show for $5 per month, you get two days early access and a listen on the Thursday instead of the Saturday. If you still want the video version uh, on the Saturday, then you can also um, go for the Velociraptor um, perk and then get the show as a video version on Saturday when the audio version published as well. And I want to thank everyone for the support. Like, first of all, uh, then as we hit the 600,000 subscribers, which is awesome. We did. Yes. We did. So that was, uh, and, and <laughs> you were not familiar with this phrase, right? Pie in the sky. Uh, no, I learned something new today. Yeah. So that was kind of the, the pie up in the sky. So if you're not familiar, pie in the sky is basically like a, a thing, a goal you hope to achieve, but that's unlikely going to happen. And really at the start of 2020, I thought if we would hit 600,000 because when we started 2020, I think it was, we were like at 300 something, 350 maybe. So yeah. I think we reached like 250,000 subscribers in one year. That's insane. So, uh, yeah, thanks everyone for watching, listening, and supporting the show. Uh, and if you are a member, then you also support us even more. Like, if you cannot support us financially, no big deal. But, uh, for example, on the podcast, it's really just a sort of passion thing that we like to do each week. Um, yeah, so you can support us if you want. But uh, thanks everyone in the chat as well saying congrats, 600k. We will likely do a 600k stream uh, when we are allowed to uh, come together again, because it's, I think it's more fun to do that sort of the old-fashioned way that we also did last year, actually, with uh, the um, Curse of the Pharaohs stream that we yeah. did for the Australian uh, bushfires. Um, so I want to thank Gao Ruff, Stacy, Seth, uh, Jimmy, Mara, Steve, Jonathan, Ryan, um, Ryan. Jared, Gregor, Squicks, uh, Wesley, and DJ Groups. I think Figman as well. Tigman as well for all becoming a Velociraptor member. Like a lot of people uh, became a Velociraptor member. That's really kind. And I want to thank Esmeralda, um, Jurgen, and yeah, that was it for uh, becoming a Raptor member. So that is awesome. Again, totally not necessary. But, uh, yeah, it helps us out if you support us that way. And also, of course, Twitch shops and stuff like that. Or you can go and leave a review. And uh, Jordan normally uh, reads these out, Dennis. On Apple Podcasts, you can, uh, yeah, leave a review. Tell us what you like or what you don't like about the show. A five-star would, of course, really help us out if you enjoy the show. And uh, we got one from uh, Jackery. Yeah. So do we have to put on a special voice for this, or or? No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> give, give it your own. Uh, give it your own thing. Jackery said, "Happy ears, five stars out of five. Good guys, good chat." That of course changes today because Jordan isn't here. But <laughs> thank you so much for the kind words, Jackery. Normally it's always 
yeah, Jordan said this, and then we're trying to figure out who said it. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to thank Turtle Bunt and Hambone for uh, gifting this up, and Turtle Bunt for becoming a, a subscriber via Twitch Prime. That's awesome. Thanks, everyone. Okay, well, let's get into the show. Uh, last week, we asked people to write in with things that they were, like, experiencing. We wanted to hear your Yule Festival um, sort of experiences. And, like, overall, we, I, we got, like, uh, Tofu Wings and Ryan L with submissions. And they were basically just talking about, I really like this game, but there are a lot of bugs. That was, that was kind of the whole consensus of these uh, comments. Of course, if you want to write in, they can use the reviews as many people did before. Or you can go to assassinscast.com. That will give you, uh, bring you to a form that you can fill in. And uh, then you can, like, uh, send us stuff as well that we might talk about in the video so Dennis you during our during your Monday stream on twitch.tv dash your raptor you were doing the Yule festival uh and trying to get all the gear I think you got it at the end right yeah I got uh well the the, the gear set so the armor set the the dagger and the shield and I also got uh because uh, you recommended that actually the uh, the face tattoo yeah the the that's my favorite part, uh, item actually from the, from this festival. So we already Jordan and, and I already talked a bit about this. Uh, I'm curious to hear your take on this event as well, and also looking at the fact that this was the first sort of free post-launch thing that uh, that we got for the game uh, since the release. Yeah, so I I think um, it it was. Let's first talk about what the festival was without mentioning the bugs, because I feel like that's sort of a separate topic. Um, I thought it was okay. I wasn't blown away by it, but I thought the two extra quests were, were kind of fun, and I thought the activities were also uh, kind of fun in a fun way to, you know, sort of earn those tokens to get some rewards. Um, some of the rewards were actually pretty good. I think the stats on the dagger are are, are pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like it to, uh, to your arsenal. So I thought that was, uh, that was okay. And I also like... Uh, the whole way it sort of changed the settlement around. I definitely felt like um, it's a step in the right direction towards things they can do with the settlement. Uh, because even if you, like, like I know not, not everyone keeps up to date on this game as much as we do, uh, but as soon as you walk into the settlement, you already get the little cutscene and you, you, see, you see this area. And I think that immediately like, piques your curiosity to what's going on. So even if you're not aware that it's happening, uh, I think it's nice that the change is yeah. so visual, so that you're immediately like aware of okay, something's different, and uh, yeah, it's it's a nice change of pace. I think so. I think that was pretty cool. Um, what I what I definitely think, and now we are going to get into the bug territory. <laughs> I I think uh, that um, yeah, because of the quests, I know a lot of people had problems with that. Um, that's something that was pretty easily solvable, especially if you like, if you really want to complete and you could just look up a YouTube video and it tell you, tells you how to do it. But the big problem, of course, and I think that's what we're going to be mainly discussing is the fact that for some people, um, the Yule Festival ended way before today. Yeah. Uh, and, and that is a problem because they time gated some content. Arguably, it's not something I'd say that if you missed out on it, you 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 should be super sad because I think that the dagger to me, I don't know if you agree with this, but the dagger to me is definitely the highlight of the things you can get. Um, yeah, but I, 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 like it is only there for three weeks. Um, yeah, some people were completely missing out because of that mm -hmm. bug because the bug seemed to be that if you were because you need to be online 
playing this single player game to, to get the event to show, show up. And if you for some reason were offline, for example, if you went to your parents' house for Christmas and brought your PlayStation and you did not hook it up on the internet for some, for ex uh, some example, and then you boot up the game, go in offline, and then you immediately get that message saying, hey, 40, uh, 48 hours, I think, before it's over, then and then get back home and then the festival's gone, then you're missing out on free gear that won't be there for another year because I totally think they will do this event again next year and then they will have fixed the bugs. But, uh, yeah, it would have been sad. It's kind of sad for people who were kind of, yeah, hyped for first free content to have it, like, buck out on them, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I, f I feel like this is then a fair warning to, to Ubisoft themselves. Like, if they do plan to add uh, something that is really good, um that you don't want to miss out on that this is not the way to present that kind of content because if you if you mess that up and i feel the whole bug is definitely something on 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 yubi's part if you mess that up people are going to be really upset um and ideally you don't want that so i feel like they they tried this it didn't work like they thought it would um in, in many ways, because even some of the minor bugs, like you have the, like the the fighting ring, where if you stick in the middle area for too long or do something weird, you just start floating up. And yeah. it goes for, for your opponents as well. Um, oh, really? Oh, I always, only added myself, and then I just weren't able to hit the enemy because, yeah, I, I was just floating too high. No. No, my my uh, the, the Goliath enemy and what is it round six or round yeah, seven yeah. just started levitating during stream in the middle of the arena. So that was oh, it was pretty fun to watch, but it's also clear like it, there should have been a bit more polish on on some ends. But but those are like minor inconveniences. But the big thing, of course, is people have missed out on this event. Um, and like you said, due to things that sometimes you you may not even realize or have have little control over. Like, I can totally see a lot of people, like, bringing their console over to their parents or something for Christmas and then not having access to the internet uh, and, yeah, and then, and then losing out. the entire Yule Festival. So the the small bright side is that you didn't really miss that much, in my opinion, but it's definitely something I feel like if they plan to present more content in this way, and especially uh, armor sets and weapons, they need to be careful about uh, something like that and... Um, Either make sure it works before you launch it, or prevent or, or present an alternative that allows people to still uh, to still get it. Yeah, yeah. What uh, what if the they they kept the shopkeeper and you could get Yule tokens for silver for you know, like something like that? Like then you still are not able to do the event. You had to be like there for for the time being, but you could still get the items because yeah, I, I think that that kind of sucks to miss out on free items because. I've talked about that in in the sort of Saturday Saturday video I did, kind of criticizing the post launch for, for from Ubisoft so far, where the focus really seems to be on these item packs that launch every other week, and we'll talk about the break of that trend in a moment. But um, so so then every free content that you get, because the, the reason you you kind of believe that these that that they, I mean they obviously don't need the microtransactions but if they are supporting a game post launch with like a huge team they need to fund that in some way especially for a single player game um but and to then like have the sort of stuff that will be funded be unobtainable for some people it just kind of sucks 
Um, I'm, I think it's weird that they did not extend it. Like, maybe yeah. there were some technical issues with that or um, reasons why they could not do it. They had the timer already set. Um, and li it's likely something like that. But, yeah, it, it just feels weird to me that they that, that we had this whole known issues page with, like, six issues four hours after the release and that we just don't see legit fixes for them during this event. Uh, no, I definitely agree with that. So, I think overall the event was kind of fun. I've been doing the during the weekly stream as well, and I think the, the fighting ring was the most fun, especially how they introduce the characters that you meet during those quests, and how one guy is, as you expect, like a one-hit KO, and the other guy really wants the, his revenge. Uh, so that's kind of funny. Um, and I, I actually figured out a, a sort of trick where if you did the left attack, hold the left attack button, when the enemy was on their knees, then you would actually do like 400 damage. So every time you would like decrease the stun bar and the enemy would get on their knees, if you just hold this button, you would almost instantly kill them for the later opponents. That did not really work. But uh, So there was some tactic involved. I still think... and. That's why why I hope that the River Raids brings us that. Like, this was a fun event, but the reason why most people play after launch is to kind of, like, make builds and, yeah, have some, like, tweak and use some of the RPG elements. But really, that, that was not necessary for any of these quests or any of these missions. So I hope that they had more of a, uh, yeah, more of a sort of challenging uh, combat encounter or something where... You're kind of testing your, uh, yeah, your strength. Um, yeah, I, I, can, I can see why. I, I do think that uh, because of the, like, the theme of the Yule Festival, um, I, I didn't even expect an armor set, to be completely honest. Because it was just sure. like, it's, it's about having, having a Merry Christmas. So the whole point of you, you know, unlocking settlement decorations and, and drinking and playing games with your friends makes sense. So... In that regard, I don't think the Yule Festival was necessarily maybe they could have done it, but I but I think thematically it's fine with what they did. But I definitely agree that if if the river raids come and um, they don't up the challenge and and make it so that like you know people uh, who've played the game a lot and have like all the best armor and weapons are properly challenged, I do feel like like uh, that would feel like a letdown to them. So I do I do agree with you. I hope that content becomes really challenging and really pushes you to make like a unique build and really yeah. spec towards a specific play style in order to uh, mm. to get really good at them and to get uh, to get cool rewards yeah and and that's always like the case like as you already said before like in the intro as well we or when talking about the yule festival we are like living and breathing this game right now so for us that content is something that that we kind of crave for and that is just not present in the game but I totally get where if people are just starting out, um, then this festival was perfectly fine apart from the bugs. I still think they would have, like, if they launched it today and delayed it, would anyone have cared that it was not there during Christmas? I, I don't get it. Um, so, yeah, I ho really hope that. It, and you, you could also argue, like, why do limited time stuff for single-player games? But that's kind of the, the whole... Uh, gaming trends that we're seeing they really want you to yeah go into the game at this certain moment um, so yeah we will see more of these events and I hope that they learn from this and extend it or delay it 
if necessary. So we already talked about the item packs a little bit and Reda. Um, because what was interesting to find out is that Reda is now selling one less item. Um, if we... I, I can go live to him right now. Normally he's selling three items in the weekly selection and now two. And also... It seems like we haven't, like, maybe by the time this podcast goes live, a tattoo has already showed up. But so far, we haven't seen any tattoos in Red Eye's shop. So, maybe Ubisoft changed it. What, what is your theory on this? Because we already kind of talked about this on Slack. But um, I think it's interesting for people to hear what what you think as well. Yeah, de definitely. Like, I, I think, like, you've already mentioned it a few times yourself in, like, videos in the podcast that... Um, because of how many tattoos there are, adding them to Reda's uh, like rotation, it severely lessens the chances of you getting something actually good. So if if they actually did, if that is what's happening, and if they did take tattoos out of the rotation, I'm perfectly fine with that. Like if there's one thing you you would lock behind a microtransaction barrier and have no other way of earning it, I feel like I'd be finest with tattoos. Sure. Yeah. Um, or or ship packs or settlement decorations, something like that. But I feel like tattoos would be fine. But yeah. the fact that because they removed the tattoo from the weekly selection, there's now only two items. That's still not the solution for me. Like we wanted more chance to get good items. And what you've effectively done is you've removed something that we don't want, but you've simultaneously lessened the chances of us getting something that we do want because you have three items or you have two items in the weekly selection instead of three. And I, I think it will definitely be interesting to see. Um, like, do we know whether it was intentional or not? We don't, right? We have heard nothing about this. And that is yeah. what is interesting uh, because, like, it is just weird. The timing of this is weird. Um, and it's just hard to say, hey, they, they saw the video and changed it. Because you, you don't want to believe that that, that, is, that is what happened. Or I don't want to like claim that that has happened. But it is still an interesting uh, sort of trend that we're seeing since... Like this the first weekly reset since that video. Where I kind of said, hey, remove the tattoos. That would already help. Um, maybe it's a bug. But so far, they haven't talked about it. And th that is also... What, what I'm kind of missing and that that's like there are two parts to this first we are again like your one part of your job you, you kind of mentioned it but is looking at all the sources and seeing what people uh, from the development team or people found in the comments or on reddit um, and yeah so so we kind of see everything that that is being talked about for this game and with I had the idea that with Origins and Odyssey, they were more open and more they were more communicating about what is going on, and we would already have known how this Reda system worked because in the post-launch trailer, Reda was not even mentioned. While in the Odyssey and in the Origins post-launch trailer, Sargon and Reda were both there, and they were really talking about how you can earn these items through the shop. So it was really surprising when. Uh, playing the game to, hey, there's like one special merchant appeared in your shop. And I'm like, who's that? And then it was first the, the tall guy. And I'm like, okay, who, who the heck is this? And then suddenly Red Eye was showing up. And I was like, whoa, that that's, I, I really like that. I know some people are like, whoa, uh, how is he still alive? But I mean, many fi strange things are happening in such Creed games. So I'm not asking questions. I, I really like this sort of not to people who liked Origins and played it post-launch. Um, but yeah, we, we don't know how it works. 
maybe the uh, we're just trying to figure it out as we go but it would have been nice to have an article saying okay this the post launch you have Reda every day he resets an item the items can be from everything in the helix shop when a new item pack releases it will be added after four weeks in the helix shop and th th then you're like okay I, I get how this works and now it's just a little and th that's where kind of the sort of shadiness I feel comes from why are you not talking about this why why is the 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 daily always the same? Why is the weekly always the same? It seems a bit like an afterthought, and and that's kind of sad. Um, but yeah, that they are, from the looks of it, changing it now is interesting. But it would have been nice to have like an, even if it was like a tweet or a forum post saying that hey, we we heard some of your feedback. We're removing tattoos from the shop. Then we're, we're like, okay, that that's a, that's a good thing. And now. We don't know if the tattoos are still in the shop. We haven't seen them yet, but maybe after a few days we have. Uh, Gothic Armor, the, the Sauron pack. Uh, I was sure that it was going to launch on Tuesday because every pack, there. ever since launch, we had a new pack every other week. And even like Helix items in between those weeks when there was no item pack. And this week they skipped a week. So will we now get it next week or will they indefinitely delay it to first fix the game something that i would prefer because um yeah fix the game first and then ask for more money it's kind of my uh, mantra so yeah any anything you want to add uh, dennis i i know that i'm mostly really focused on on this part of the game i think it's really important and i think it's a cool system now also with the einer your helm if you're yeah listening to this and don't know the einer your helm is now at reda shop get it because it looks really awesome it really can work and new items being added i i, I when i was like covering horizon uh, zero dawn i was really like okay i want to see new items being added even if we have to pay for them i'm fine with it because then the game after three months kind of gets some new life injected like cool a new armor set how can i kill these machines and that's why I like the, the, the approach that, that uh, Valhalla is doing. If there is a way to earn those items through playing. And if the game yeah, has free content as well. And is more polished than it is right now. Then I'm fine with it. Because yeah, it, it keeps you interested. It keeps you engaged. And then Reda Shop is exciting as well. Because actual new items can appear. So that's why I think the system can really work. Right now I just want some communication. Like it's quiet we haven't heard they haven't talked about Reda in any of the official uh articles which is kind of strange i think no i think the only mention was when they fixed that book where you couldn't talk to Reda. yeah yeah completely unrelated that was also no, interesting I, sorry yeah uh that was also interesting when people could not talk to sargon for a moment so could not get any opal or oricalcum in odyssey they actually gave people oricalcum or they remove they reduced the price of the items that would appear in the following weekly reset. Like they were really reactive to uh, people not being able to, to get things because of bugs. And in Valhalla that's totally not the case. And now they seem to be reactive, but we don't know if it's a bug or if it's really there. Sorry, continue. Yeah, no, what, what I wanted to add is I, I completely agree with you with the fact that um, 
they they should be more open in communication and not just because you know that that that's useful information for us because that's of course also uh, it's it's good to know how the system exactly works so you know what you can expect like should we expect that there's now yes or no we don't know should we expect items item packs that have just came out we don't know um what i also think is important in that department is if you're doing a long-term post-launch content like valhalla is doing right now and like odyssey did i think especially when the game has this many issues that it has as of current which is only further emphasized by the whole yule festival thing is that trust is very important and in order to achieve and retain trust i think it's also very important to let people know not only what you're doing but also why you're doing it so even if the red thing is changed why did they change it and why did they remove a slot from the weekly selection when they could have just only removed tattoos yeah. from the uh, from the rotation mm-hmm. so um I, I think any situation where people are left with more more questions than answers is definitely isn't good and I hope it's because they're, you know, like in, in full force working on fixing things that are, you know, already have been have been a problem for a while. Because, uh, like, I've I've been reading uh, a lot of the comments as of late again, and I I know for how long things like the Mary Lute cloak or the, the issue you have with the with the Lincolnshire mm-hmm. art have been a problem, yeah. and those haven't been addressed yet. All right, well, they've been addressed in the known issues page, but we still don't have a fix for them. So. Even if they are just working hard on that and making sure all those things are fixed, let us know. You know, we're we're fine with waiting for new things if if you're if you're still fixing up old things and making sure that you know the base experience is good. Mm-hmm. But let us know that that's what's happening because right now, like the only people who know are the people who work for the company, and that means that consumers, um, and that includes like everyone in chat right now and everyone who watches the videos and, and us are left guessing as to what they're doing and why they're doing it. And I don't think that, especially again with what happened with the Yule Festival, I don't think people are going to stick around uh, unless you're like a hardcore Assassin's Creed fan um, for post-launch content when you have no idea what's happening and the only thing that seems to be uh, happening is that everything that's added brings with it more issues. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, everyone I, I, was drunk, and and I think people can confirm it, right? That the drunk glitch is now gone. Joyce at least uh, noted that, which is interesting. Yeah. So at yeah, least can, that is fixed. I can fixed. confirm that too. Okay. At least that too. is fixed, which is great. Um, but that and I think it's actually pretty wild. Sure, I think Cyberpunk was uh, like next level. In terms of like unplayable on PlayStation and <laughs> Xbox yes. One, but I think if you look at, for example, the version that we are playing on next-gen consoles and the PC version, I think that is maybe similar because both ver- both games a ton of issues like progression issues, uh, weird, g- yeah, glitches. But you, you, there, there are many things you, that just did not really work at launch and are still not really working. Sure, the you could say that this sort of, I, I think, for, uh, Ubisoft never agno- acknowledges ha- have acknowledged the state of Valhalla. They've never said, "Sorry, this is our roadmap. We're gonna fix it." They've kind of been rolling with it, while the the game is in a pretty poor state. Uh, I think, especially at launch, and that's that's also kind of weird. And they haven't talked about the Yule Festival at all. They they were just yep. like, "Here it is." Silence. Oh, there is a known issues page. Tweeted only, by the way, by the community manager. He is like 
a few thousand followers. I don't even know. And then the the official account, I don't think, has ever like posted, hey, if you have issues with the Yule Festival or story, um, here do you have a list with things you can do. If I'm not mistaken, I haven't checked the, the Twitter account, but I don't think they, they said that, which is kind of strange. Like, they're not really owning their their mistakes while there are quite a lot in, in, in Valhalla. And again, the uh, we have to say that every time. Like, the the the, the sta- like the state of the world when this game was being finished is, like, I can imagine, incredibly hard. Um, but they still wanted to launch it a week earlier than planned. So they also kind of have to roll with the punches. And I don't think that they really did it. I don't think that they had this post-launch plan. They had patch 1 is in November. Patch 2 is in December. Patch 3 is going to be somewhere in January. While they should have been like, damn, the game is in a really poor state. Let's make sure that we get more patches out to fix things faster. Um, They haven't been really reactive, I think, overall. Yeah. uh, and, and like to give CD Projekt Red credits, every week we had an update since the launch, trying to fix some of the issues. Sure, there are still many, many, many problems, and not talking again about the PS4 and Xbox One versions, which is unacceptable. But for the versions that do run uh, fine, there have been like quite a lot of updates, maybe more than Valhalla had since launch, which is uh, kind of interesting. I, I do think to put that into perspective that because of the the backlash against Cyberpunk, especially on current gen consoles, was so huge that CDPR was sort of forced to respond to it. And of course, that hasn't really happened with Valhalla. No, no, no that's right. But I do definitely agree um, with the fact that they they should have like once again they should have at least communicated something. And and like right now, I I think that either things are progressing as they have. Um, and we just don't know about it yet. The only alternative I can think of, but I don't think it's very likely, and I also don't think that the game really needs it, is like they did this with Rainbow Six Siege, and I think they did it with some of their other games as well, yeah, but yeah. like a Project Health update. I think that the game needs it, especially for the RPG system, because we haven't even talked, like we're now only talking about where, I, I said it before the podcast, there was this very serious cutscene and there was like one bandit still alive and he was like climbing the tower and going down climbing the t- or or what like one of those NPCs had like a huge axe and he was holding it in one hand and just swinging it around it totally broke the immersion um like th- there there are uh <laughs> pretty big issues we now have a poll going on Twitch if people like my mug for the listeners I have an incredible mug an incredible uh, mug. Incredible mug, yeah. <laughs> you should say. Um, no, but yeah, what were you saying, like about the? Uh... No, I, I, I don't know. From what I understood, like I, I have never be- really been into Siege super in depth. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I think, I think I just know about it because I wrote an article about it. Um, but the whole Project Health thing was mainly to improve. Things like server structure and and stability, which is of course super important in a competitive multiplayer game, and I think that that yeah. most of the issues for Honor in, had it as well, by the way. For Honor, I, that, I was thinking there was another game, I just couldn't remember. It was yeah, for yeah. Honor. You're right. Yeah, but but that's like that improves things that are super important to that type of game. And while I do agree that like a, a big patch um, in in Valhalla to remove things like you noted. Um, would be really appreciated. I I don't think like something like a project health update would be such a huge undertaking and would practically 
Like it would be restructuring parts of the game. And I think what Valhalla needs is just a lot of polish, but I don't think it necessarily needs a complete also, reconstruction. Also not for the RPG elements. Like for the for, we've been talking about it a lot on the on the on the show already, but like how the rune system uh like you, you put runes on your armor and they decrease in value the more runes you put on the armor or uh where just does in, gear even matter that much no uh, in in that regard i i would say that um once once again they need, just need to clarify things because they haven't communicated about that either and you can't find it in the game like li literally we we had this problem last week where we were trying out the uh the the twitch prime pack the carolingian uh yeah, yeah. pack which, if you want it, you can still get it, by the way. So yeah. keep that in mind. January um, 13th, I think it's gone. So next week. Either th yeah, 13th or 14th. But yeah, yeah it's, you, you, can, you can still get it now. But uh, the, the perk on that, like the explanation on it is pretty clear. But it doesn't work at all like how the description says it does. And I, I remember like I was recording footage for the video and I just sent you a message <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on. But it isn't working like like it says on the on the on the perk yeah, page. Yeah. So I've, yeah, I there think are that... weird things like that. Maybe I'm like a little go like like you said for for these competitive games, Project Health is really needed for the longevity. Um, I'm also thinking like, but maybe uh, like I know that a lot of people play the the Odyssey and Origins played a lot like around making the perfect build and stuff as well. And that was kind of bringing them back to the game each time to find new loot, try different things. And we're, I, I'm, I just think that we are not, not in this life cycle moment for Valhalla yet, where we've seen most of the content. Sure, you maybe got still some mysteries left, still some other things left, but where you're like, okay, but what am I going to do now in the game? I don't think we've hit that point yet, but when we do, things will become clear where... What crit chance, a hundred percent or a hundred crit chance, is not uh, critting like all the time? What is going on? Why is my weight when I put two runes on it that say t minus three weight? Why am I only losing two? Uh, what is weight like? How does it calculate to my stamina? Like what is? <laughs> there are so many things. Like they have a stat page, but like why? Like is there any? They just put it in, I think, because it makes sense in the RPG, but there are, like, no reason or there's not a lot of use from it. Uh, why would you need assassin damage if you can one-hit KO everyone anyways? Um, yeah. I think they made some choices with Valhalla that were cool for the main game where enemies die real fast. There are no, so quote-unquote, bullet punches, but we will see the sort of downside of that, I think, later on, where Odyssey was more interesting uh because the enemies yeah me you needed a good build to be able to kill those enemies in a fast way and i don't think you're seeing the impact of some builds in valhalla uh, but we've kind of been beating that th that horse a lot here on the show so let's move on but i think you're right like maybe project health for valhalla maybe over the top but some sort of rework for these systems i think if they want to support this for one year or longer, as we will talk about in a moment, then, like, they need to change this because otherwise, yeah, why, why? I saw many people say, hey, I just used the Raven Clan armor for the whole game. And that was yeah. fine. And, yeah. 
And in an RPG, that's weird. If you can just use your first armor set. Um, and speaking of that, armor sets. Hey. Hey. We're getting a facial customization system. Uh, yeah. That's cool. Uh, I think that's awesome. We don't know when. I'm, I'm kind of like worried that it will take some time because... And this is also like, again, we talk about communication. How do we learn about this? Someone on Reddit sent the Ubisoft support a message. Hey, you guys talked in an interview before launch about this system that is not in the game. And then they responded to this guy. Yeah, that's right. We will have it, but we don't know. It's being worked on for Valhalla, but we don't have an estimated time of arrival. Like, if this guy did not share it on Reddit, we would not have known. Why is it not in, a, in an article saying, hey, look forward to this? Because many people are asking about it. It's, it's really strange. And it, you, is, uh, it is, in fact, one of the most requested features. I remember yeah. it, it was a while back. It was before the Yule Festival. But I, th- I think either Axis or, or another one of the, the bigger Assassin's Creed pages on Twitter did a poll. And by far the most requested feature was Transmog. So, you know, you, you see it in the response. Like, the, we, we put it in the video and people were like, oh, hell yeah, that's coming. We really want that. Um, so I, I think communicating that at the very least, like if you're going to communicate something, just make a big deal out of that because that's something that people really want. Um, and then then even saying that without uh, an ETA, it's like, we know it's coming. We don't have to guess about that anymore. That we don't know when it happens. Sure, it would have been nice to have a estimated time of arrival because like you, you can change an estimated time of arrival and you can also make it yeah, pretty... But, uh, uh, yeah, they, they, can, that's what they learned with Odyssey as well. They want to make sure that they have like they, they want to make sure that they can hit a date before they really say it, and I think that's a good thing. So, yeah. I, and especially yeah, now with COVID, but. estimated time of arrival doesn't even have to be a date. You could sure. just say it'll be there in spring 2021, like yeah, the that's DLC. True. That's that's also an estimated time of arrival. But that would be a letdown feel... because that would be really far far away, even if it is realistic. So, yeah. Okay. I do feel like that would be better than nothing. That's that's what I'm saying. I, I, I do agree with the fact that it's it's best to just say it's going to happen in this week or this date and then just stick the landing. But having no ETA at all, like I, I don't think it's going to happen. But for all we know, it could literally be next year because there's no ETA. We don't know when it's coming. And I, I do think it would be sooner rather than later. But... With what they've communicated, we have no idea. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it could be anything. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think, uh, like, when going to the Jones Viking menu, uh, actually discovered that there were, like, many armor pieces that have, like, a lower rarity that we were not able to use on Eivor. So I think when that system comes around, we will be able to use, uh, like, the Fane chest rank 1 and 2. And for the, um, I think, Gala... Gala what was the name again? Gal- Galaglach? Yeah, Galaglach uh, armor set as well. So I, I think, actually, let, let me check this real quick because I, f- I think I remember something that there was someone who said that on PC, because the models are in the game, if you use cheat engine, just com- you can just oh, put them can. on Aver. Oh, so you nice. already have, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. technically so, speaking, cheat engine on PC is already Transmog system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We should all play on PC, I think. Because <laughs> our own pack is already out of PC. And the legacy yeah, yeah, outfits yeah. are already there. Uh, by the yeah. way, one more thing on the on the build thing. The poll said, um, do stats and builds matter to you in Valhalla? Um, 62% says, no, the game is too easy. So that is like something they actually, I think, have to fix to 
make builds more interesting and for uh, the other 31% said yes so basically everyone watching here the hardcore so like once like some sort of uh, build and uh, yeah more uh, challenging content in Valhalla okay sorry yeah. continue or did we like no, I, th no yeah. I think I think I made my point I was checking to see the comment and there was indeed someone who said that if, if you use cheat and then you can use all the visual customization things that are in the Joms Viking menu so okay. that includes like the uh, superior and uh, regular versions of the uh, like the th the Thane armor or the, yeah the Thane armor set. I know a lot of people are excited about. Um, so it is already in the game. We just don't have access yeah, to yeah, it yeah. yet. But I do feel that would make you assume that it it isn't that difficult to add because the uh, assets are already there. It would nah, be a different story if they would have to make new assets. Sure, then sure, sure. I think it's always always hard to say if it will be easy or not because we're we're not developers. But uh, no, no, I, no. I, I do agree that I think over like to take a step back. I think it's weird that it wasn't already in the game because for Odyssey, everyone asked it as well. So. Yeah. Uh, and I also think another incentive why they're obviously putting this in the game is item packs because then may way more people will buy it because even if you don't like the stats you can still run around in the look so that's another yep. incentive for them to do this and that's I think also um, where you can kind of look at will they do this or not they will likely do it because yeah it can also make them more money I mean I, I can blame them their, their company of course uh, I want to thank uh, Gumpri and uh, Gypsy Boy Two Thousand Two for uh, becoming subbed as well. Um, Helix giveaway is for everyone, so if you just click the link in the pinned comment under a recent video, you can participate in the weekly Helix credit pack giveaway. And there will actually be also links in the Twitch chat for if you're watching live. If you're listening, yeah, just go to some, uh, a link like that. Okay, let's quickly go over those codex pages. Um, although, uh, we're, we're already kind of running late, Dennis. We've been talking a lot. <laughs> it's kind of how it always goes. Um, so, let's let's move on to the new Assassin's Creed talk. I think that's a little more yeah, uh, exciting. That's now. more interesting. If, so, you, if you are interested in the things about the Codex pages, we have it in the video. I think yeah. that's the most important information. Uh, yeah, it's the, the video about the... Uh, damn, I even for I forgot. <laughs> I'll check. I'll check real quick. Don't worry about it. Uh, oh, the the transmog feature. So the official customization. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's in there. Okay. Uh, I've said it multiple times now. Jordan even said because we've been doing predictions uh, for for like a while now, and he totally like butchered me. Like he made way better predictions, smarter predictions than uh, than me for the game before launch. So, but he's saying. If you get this prediction right that there is a new Assassin's Creed coming in 2021, then I w then you will still win. And I've been kind of hammering this. I do think though that after this, like th these rumors that we're gonna talk about, I have to be quiet about this for like some time. Otherwise, if it's not yeah. right, then I'm gonna like be hanging on a tree uh, uh, next to my house. Uh, don't don't do that. Don't <laughs> no, do but, that. but 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 like pitchfork people uh, in front of my door. I don't want that. So because I've I've been saying this for a while. I still think it, it, it's happening um, that we will see that, that that this will be the origins Odyssey moment. That that, that we had origins in 2017. Then um, Odyssey comes out a year after that. The big difference is though, as we already uh, like talked about, Valhalla support will continue. 
probably beyond 2021 at least that's the the line in the post-launch trailer suggests that so that's the big difference here like are they really going to support Valhalla while releasing a new Assassin's Creed game? The reason they could do it is because of the new consoles so launching one game next gen only. So then people on Xbox One and PS4 can still play Valhalla and get content for that. I, th- that's the only where uh, that's the only sort of thing where I'm like, hmm, I don't know if if it's gonna happen because of the Valhalla support. I can totally see that. I'm th- that's where I'm like. Maybe I'm wrong, but if I look at all the other things that I've talked about many times before with Ubisoft not having a holiday 2021 game, um, they're got, are they really going to wait till 2023 for a new game? I don't think so. So it's either going to be 2021 or 2022. And 2023 is obviously the new game from the Valhalla team. So that, that's where I am at. First, before we talk about the rumor from uh, YouTuber, French YouTuber Jonathan, totally check him out. Of course, on YouTube, Jonathan with a zero, the O. Um, where are you with this? Do you think so I, we will get a new Assassin's Creed this year? Period. Uh, yeah, I, th- I, I can see that happening. And the reason for that is twofold. One, I think it made perfect sense because um, they they did, not to, the, not to the extent that Origins did, but they sort of did the same thing where it's like Origins was released and then Odyssey was sort of a continuation of that style of game and and they made it b- bigger and I'm going to say bigger and better I know not everyone agrees with it but it's just a figure of speech but you get what I'm saying they they built upon the foundation set by Origins now we have a new foundation set by Valhalla and I think it makes perfect sense not to diverge from that too far just listen to feedback and then improve upon that and make sure that we we sort of get a Valhalla 2.0 just like in in many respects I think Odyssey was an Origins 2.0 don't the you other think thing... that Odyssey was a, that Valhalla is also an Origins 1.8 in a way? Because yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It's not as big of a leap as it was from Origins to or from Syndicate to Origins. It's not that big of a leap. They're still building on that foundation. But I do still think like things like the weapon system and things like um, power sure, level instead of, of level. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, they did change some pretty core aspects of the game, and I think like they are just checking to see what sticks and what doesn't, and then mix and match and change a few things to, for a new release. And I do agree that if they do release it next year, I think it will be a, a next-gen only release, and then they'll continue support for current-gen uh, with you, Valhalla. You mean this year, but, this, this year right? I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, we're in 2021. We're we're only a weekend, everybody. I'm sorry. (laughs) Still getting adjusted. (laughs) But the the other thing I think it's important to note is that the the reason a lot of people think, uh, because of that line in the trailer, that there's going to be uh, another year of content for Valhalla, do keep in mind that it it is a bit of a corporate speech thing. They say um, that this will be all the content for the first year of Valhalla. I, I saw someone in the comments today, I think, who said, I learned that after a first comes a second, which makes perfect sense. So that would imply, okay, second year. But if there is no second year, no one can can like uh, say to them, but you said there was going to be a second year and now there isn't. So it's like you're implying it's coming, but you're not definitely stating it so that if you do decide to pull back on that, nobody can blame you for not delivering a promise because you never promised anything in the first place, sure. if that makes sense. Good point, yeah. So I, I do understand why people are like, oh, there's definitely coming a second year. And I, I think that would make the most sense as well. But 
keep in mind that until they have until they absolutely confirm it, we don't know anything yet. So and you know what we also learned, for example, with Breakpoint. I was at an event for Breakpoint, and we've seen that with many games. We've seen that with Avengers most recently. We've seen that with uh, yeah with Breakpoint, Anthem, all these games. They at the start like before launch, they want to give you this idea that you're that you're when you're paying your money that you will be uh that they will like give you this amazing post-launch plan that you will have a lot of things to look forward to later after the launch but the moment the um the game doesn't hit the sort of financial success that they were hoping for what we saw with breakpoints what we saw with avengers what we saw with um with anthem then they are like okay but all the the ideas that we had don't like are not going to work like i remember going to a breakpoint uh press event before launch and it was really like every week there will be something new we're making sure that you always have something to do in this game it's a ama- we've never done this before it's gonna be huge game comes out nobody plays it or like it's it's a huge failure and i totally think that the moment that the sales came in they were like, okay, we had this enormous team for breakpoints. We're cutting it in half or, or even more. And you guys are working on another project because breakpoint is not worth it. Obviously, it's different because Valhalla is super successful. It's actually, I think, the only game that really did super well for Ubisoft in 2020, apart from Just Dance and the live services. But um, So I don't think that's the case here. But if they see, okay, this DLC did pretty well... But that's an interesting thing. Like, people don't really play DLC that much. If you look at, um, I think, in Origins, the game sold more than 10 million copies. I think at one point they said that, for example, the, the Curse of the Pharaohs was only played by 2 million people or something. So, one-fifth, or likely yeah. less, played the DLC. So, maybe they're looking at the numbers for Valhalla and are like, this doesn't add up. So, that's the point where I was going to... Maybe they have the idea, the plans, but they are maybe go moving away from that. Yeah, no, I I can definitely see that happening, um, and and that's why I do definitely agree with you that releasing a a new maybe gen only uh, console release uh, in 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 two thousand twenty one or beginning of two thousand twenty two yeah uh, okay. makes perfect sense. Financial year twenty twenty one. That's what yeah I'm yeah saying. yeah. yeah so l- let's grab those Jonathan tweets uh, because he because I he he was talking or I think uh, Raviti the Spanish YouTuber we we've been like sometimes we're we're like talking on Twitter uh, in English because they of course tweet in French and Spanish and I'm I'm like the odd guy out that he doesn't understand anything. So I'm just saying 2021 about Rafiti's tweet. So the Spanish YouTuber talking about a new Assassin's Creed. And then Jonathan responds saying quarter 2022. I'm going to put it up for people who are watching the video version or or, are live on Twitch here. Uh, So we got that. Um, And when he says that with the eyes emoji, I'm like, maybe he knows something. And... I've had like uh, conversations with Jonathan before where it, it totally seemed like he knew some stuff. So that that's otherwise you also have to think um, we did a lot of Valhalla sort of uh, before launch videos. Sure, some things totally did not end up being correct, but I always try to when I say something in videos or in the podcast here, I al- I always want to make sure that I believe 
that it is at least true. It's not like a 4chan rumor that anyone could have put up on the website. Um, so there was a rumor uh, uh, actually about that that we actually discussed in the podcast before about it being in uh, the first quarter of 2022. And uh, Jonathan then also adds, it's not Toronto because that's what that rumor said, but uh, it's uh, Sofia. And that's the, the studio who did Rogue. Um, the Curse of the Pharaohs DLC helped a lot with Origins. They also helped with Valhalla. But as I also said in a big video talking about 2021 as a screed, you can find everything about Singapore, how what they what they what they did, uh, what their sort of yeah, what, like they made I think one fourth or one third of the Valhalla map, um, and did like a ton of mysteries and other things as well. For Sofia, I cannot find anything. I did look at some LinkedIn pages, and I did see that some people at Sofia were like working on uh, Valhalla, so they totally did some work. But if we go over to their website, we do see, and I'm gonna like pull up the website here in a moment too. We do see that they worked on. Um, I think you looked at it beforehand as well, uh, right, Dennis? I checked the tweets. I didn't. Oh, uh... yeah, they've been not been tweeting for a while. Like normally, they tweet about their projects. Hey, we've worked on Valhalla. The game is out. Blah blah. Look, if you go to their website, and I'm pulling it up right now, we see that the last thing they worked on was a the Division Two DLC. They helped with the Division 2. Uh, oh, damn. But really, the, the previous game that they made, the, the, the big game, was Assassin's Creed Rogue. They also did Remastered. And they actually have a, a separate sort of... Can I, like, go back? Let me check. Uh, um, they actually also... Oh, damn. It's like a new window. Oh. Uh, and they also, like, they, they even know the Curse of the Pharaohs as, like, this separate thing. Uh, yeah. And then Origins as well. Like, Odyssey was not noted. They did not help with Odyssey. They m so, from the moment that they made the Curse of the Pharaohs, they have been very quiet. They've been working on some small projects. Rogue Remastered obviously doesn't take as much work as a completely new game. They helped with some part of the Division 2 and uh, the Division 2 DLC. So, like... Th these Ubisoft teams are huge. There, there are multiple people working there. And th it's also like they made Rogue. And Rogue was the new game after the Black Flag. Black Flag was, of course, a long... Black Flag was... Or Valhalla was basically Black Flag. And now we're one year later. Yeah. And the last time during this console generation, or the PS4 and Xbox One console generation, we had Unity and we had Rogue. So... Both games did very well, <laughs> by the way. So um, yeah, I, I see where you're going with this, and I, and I agree. I agree. So th that's I've... why, uh, like, we know Quebec did Immortals. I, by the way, am playing the game right now. Really liking it. I think you will maybe like it a lot too uh, if you spend more time. But um, apart from that, I like they are not it. So Sofia makes the most sense. Also, since they already worked on Origins and since the Curse of the Pharaohs, they've been like not bringing out big projects. So if they started after um, April, March, March 2018, then they are well on their way with this new game. So they could so totally launch this year then. Just, just because I'm not as, um, uh, as uh, informed on the subject as you are, is it confirmed that the DLCs for Immortals are also being developed by Quebec? 
Uh, I think they're doing one DLC. There's one uh, Chine, uh, like uh, more Chinese mythology DLC that's actually being worked on by a Chinese Ubisoft team, which is pretty cool. And there's another DLC as well that I don't know. But what is interesting about the Valhalla DLC, so with Origins, Sophia made the Curse of the Pharaohs, and Montreal, so the main team from Origins, made uh, the Hidden Ones DLC that launched in January already, so really early after launch. Um, with Valhalla, the Wrath of the Druids is being made by the team that made Valhalla, so the main team, while the Paris DLC in the summer is being made by um, Singapore again. So... Sofia is completely yeah. gone from the post-launch plan. Sing Singapore is, like, they, they really seem to have stepped up this game um, because they also worked on Origins, but they did less than uh, Sofia. And, and of course, the Valhalla team, after the Druids DLC, that I think, again, is in March, will then be full focus on their next game. We actually already had a tweet, right? You put it in the doc today, I saw, from uh, one of the developers on Valhalla, um, saying that new year, it's cool to start a new year with like a new brainstorm for what's next or something, right? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'm, I'm going to look that up. So Just to make sure we don't misquote anybody. No, but basically saying they are like starting their next project now. And that makes sense. Yeah. Like they finished Valhalla, so they're now already looking for this next game because, yeah. again, this is going to happen in 2023, I think. It literally says there's no better way to start of the year than brainstorming with the crew, looking ahead. So the looking ahead indeed yeah. heavily implies that they're that they're looking for a next project because uh, the person in question is uh, Nicolas Rivard, who is a visual design art director. And I think that uh, if the DLC is is gonna hit in uh, in March, like you say, or uh, because it, it was going to be spring twenty twenty one, right? Yeah, so it's it's either going to be March early or a little spring. Bit later, they said in the, the yeah. video, and I think they so, actually did the motion capture and the um, and the sort of voice before mm -hmm. COVID already. Uh, yeah, which so is pretty, so it so, yeah would be safe to assume that the art direction part on that DLC is pretty much wrapped up by now. I think so. Yeah, this sounds like they're already moving on um, and and starting pre-production of of a new uh, of a new game. Um, and and like you said, like from we've we've got the big picture now from all things that are being developed by studios that could potentially uh, develop a new AC game or are working on projects that are related to to AC. Um, and Sophia is absent in all of them. And I don't think if you're a big publisher like Ubisoft, you just have like one studio just sitting sitting on their, their ass doing nothing for yeah, for years practically. Uh so I I think th the yeah. more I'm listening to this, because because I uh I talked to you about this before we started recording as well. I'm I'm not as as informed on the leaks as you are. The more I'm listening to this, the more I'm being convinced that you are indeed right. I feel like this is definitely there are there are some definite signs pointing towards yeah. Sophia working on a but the, the, on a new game that we don't yeah. know about yet. And, and, and it's not like Sophia is like making it the game themselves because some people in the the chat actually uh, note here that for example, 200 people are working at Sophia, uh, which is not a lot. Um, but how Ubisoft operates right now is that not one. But I think for Valhalla, we're 15 different studios working, helping with a game. So maybe they have their vision and they are pushing that forward. While 
talking with a lot of other teams. I mean, it could also still be another team in Montreal because, like, they 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 are not doing Far Cry now. Toronto is doing that. They haven't been doing Watch Dogs. Uh, Toronto is doing that as well. So it's gonna be interesting. I think the the main thing where I'm 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 uh, like I'm going uh, before we move on to our predictions is that I've been following Ubisoft for a while now, and if we look at every holiday game that they released, we had. 20, yeah, yeah, last year it was Valhalla, year before it was Breakpoints, complete flop. Year before that we had Odyssey, did really well, year before that we had Origins, did really well. Year before that they had no big, they had Watch Dogs in 2016, didn't do well. Before that they had Syndicate, also didn't do well, but that was because of the slowdown. Before that they had Unity and Rogue, before that they had Black Flag, before that they had the Creed 3, like, it's... The, the 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 times that Ubisoft had launched a holiday uh, screen in holiday is almost every time there have been many years uh where they've done that so it's actually strange if they would not do that 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 that's kind of I think uh what is interesting as well and as we discussed before I don't see any other game that they could launch in the holiday period that would be ready and that would be acceptable because a new watchdogs nobody would care if it launched so close after Legion and he was a screen that could totally work, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and the, some of the new IPs they have laying around are, just, I think, just too risky. I yeah, don't think you want to bet all that on a new IP. Yeah, Skill and Bones, Beyond Good and Evil 2, both games are maybe going to be awesome, but I don't think you want to launch them uh, uh, when Harry Potter is coming out, when Halo is coming out, when yeah. Call of Duty is coming out, when Battlefield is coming out. Then you will be asking for attention and you're not going to get it, so... Uh, yeah, it's gonna be very interesting. Like, I can totally be wrong. I wanna like emphasize that multiple times. I'm just saying what I'm seeing. I think it's gonna happen. People called me crazy when I said Odyssey was gonna come out or like a new game in 2018. Then it turned out to be true. The Viking rumor, I kind of predicted that. So I'm not like a crazy guy here yelling weird things. I totally really believe this, but I wanna. I'm gonna shut up about it now until we have substantial rumors. Otherwise, uh, so I hope that people forget it. And then when the rumors start and it turns out to be true that I can like point to saying, hey, I said it. And otherwise people will hopefully forget it and we move on to 2022 without a new game. Yeah, uh, I I know it's blasphemy saying this because the stream still says that I am it's Jordan does. I'm not. Uh, but I agree with you. So okay. if, if you uh, if if you if you win the prediction, we'll celebrate together because I'm, I'm on your side. I, okay, I agree. Cool. You've You've convinced me. Nice, 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 nice. Uh, okay, yeah. So, speaking of uh, Jordan Doss, he uh, normally has a prediction at the end of the episode, and you're going to fill in for him as well. Um, okay. What we're doing is we're making now predictions of what we think will happen before, 2020, uh, before the DLC hits. Uh, yeah, in March, likely, or we don't know. But things that will happen before that point, and then... When the DLC launched, we will look back and then see who has the most predictions, right or wrong. Um, yeah, Dennis, uh, I, I see you got you got an interesting one, but uh, I, I'm not sure if I'm gonna agree with this. But go on. It's, has this one already been made? No, right? No, so I but I think it. it's too easy. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought so too. <laughs> but uh, if you say if you say all three, then I'm fine with it. Sure. Okay. Big so, big bet. Let's go. Yeah, oh, yeah, do it. Just so the people know what we're talking about. 
I'm, I'm gonna change a little bit then. I think we will get the legacy outfits that are already in the game. So that is, uh, let me get this straight, Altair's outfit, Ezio's outfit, and the Jackdaw ship back before the DLC launches. Okay. Okay. There. All in. Yeah, first you said one, and then I'm like, I totally think that in these months, especially if the official customization system hits. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that I hope is gonna happen, um, but that I'm not entirely sure. But I think it's still like a good uh, a good prediction. So what I said in my video, kind of critiquing the the way that the item packs have been going right now, is that. It kind of sucks that they are not immediately being added to Reda, so that you can only buy them with Helix credits, and then a few we weeks later, when there have already been multiple new packs, they finally add them. That's what we're seeing now with the Ainyar set, because it's already kind of old at this point, and now we're seeing it. And that that's fine, but I want it to be immediately in the rotation, so you can immediately get uh, some of those cool new items by spending Opal. So my prediction will be, before the first Season Pass DLC, New packs that will release will immediately be in Red Ass rotation. I think they're gonna do it, and I hope they're gonna do it. So then, when like uh, a cool new sword or weapon or mount appears, I can also say, yeah, but hopefully it's gonna be at Red Ass shop, or maybe it would even be better if a new pack comes out, and then it would be immediately like one piece would be in Red Ass shop. That would be a perfect world. I'm not sure if that's gonna happen, but. At least this would be a nice step. I mean, Odyssey did this as well. I think maybe yeah. Origins as well. I don't know. I remember with Origins we were like... Uh, some people had like uh, glitches on PC where they had like an unlimited money. So in Origins, the um, the gifts or the um, Hekka chest. So basically the Olympian gifts. You could buy with like in-game money. So they changed that with Odyssey because they saw... Okay, if people find money farms then people will just... Keep buying your hacker chest. So then you could, with people who got like a ton of money, already see if the items were in the rotation, which was kind of interesting. But uh, mostly turned out to be not the case. So I think that that's going to happen. But uh, I hope so. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, Dennis, for joining on this. Not sure Thanks if for having the, me. the longest episode we did, but it might be, or it might <laughs> be the second longest. Let me see. No, no, the last one was a little bit longer. Uh, but then we skipped a week, so we had some catching up to do. <laughs> I also asked you to make some, some to talk about some things that you want to see in 2021. Hold on to them. Maybe you will come up to uh, come uh, onto a show, and we will uh, talk about that again. So uh, that, that I think uh, we will totally use them at some point. But uh, yeah, thanks everyone for for watching here live, listening. Of course, you can leave a review via Apple Podcast. That would really be appreciated. Five stars will really help us out. Or you can also like subscribe to the show on Spotify, download it on SoundCloud, follow me there so you're notified when a new episode goes live. If you, of course, want to go the extra mile, we had many subscribers on Twitch. I really appreciate that. I think we actually had some new. Um, Hambone has been going crazy. He's gifting another sub, a tier two sub to Risa. So Risa <laughs> has a sub right now, which is awesome. Really, really thanks a lot for that. And um, yeah, you can also go to the YouTube channel, Joe Raptor. Hit the join button next to the subscribe button for $2 per month. You get the video version on Saturday. So immediately when the audio version goes live as well. So you can see our faces and also see some gameplay that I uh, like put up here and there. 
And if you support the channel for $5 per month, you get a two days early access so you can watch the show, listen to it immediately after we um, stop streaming here on Twitch. Totally unnecessary, but yeah, it would help us out, of course, a lot. Thanks, everyone, for watching. I hope you have a great rest of the week. And uh, yeah, a great... Not sure if we if, if, if we said Happy New Year already on the show. I don't... I think so, because... But we record... This is the first episode we really record in 2021. So, uh, yeah. And uh, once again, thanks for the 600,000. Are we already at 601? Maybe by the time you listen to this. <laughs> okay, thanks, everyone. Thanks for the mods for uh, putting up the polls. And thanks for Dennis again for joining. Where can people find you, by the way, Dennis? Um, they can find me at, uh, mostly at the Twitch channel. So uh, if you just stick around the Twitch channel, follow us here. I'll be streaming tomorrow and I'll be streaming uh, every Monday as well. Um, and of course, you can, you can see uh, back some of the work that I do in the videos that appear on the channel. So uh, that's, uh, that's where you can find me. Hope to catch nice. some of you guys tomorrow at stream. Yes, in indeed. Dennis is streaming every Monday and Friday here on Twitch.tv-Raptor. So uh, check it out. And uh, for now, goodbye.